3: Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack, Or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about LecVio. That's L-E-Q-B-I-O.
1: Lower. Longer. LecVio. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to monday.com.
0: Good evening and welcome to another edition of that Friday Night Live. Uh, I'm joined by our usual guest, the one and only Neil Fisler. Good evening, Neil.
4: Evening, Mickey. Good evening, everyone. I hope everyone's had a good week except for the football.
0: Happy St George's Day as well to everyone. Uh, I've gone with a trend with uh, the St George's flag in the background, so... Uh, Happy Saint George's Day to everyone, and uh, hello to the chat. The chat's now open. If you've got comments, bang them in. Um, we have uh, got a uh, a guest we had on the last couple of weeks, um, the Young Succession, which is uh, got his own YouTube, and this week for uh, something different, we are streaming on both our channel and the Young Kai's channel. Say
5: hello to your uh, your viewers as well, then, Kai. Hello, everyone. Hope you're having a good good week. Um, Yeah, really looking forward to getting started. We've got another guest on
0: the show who's joining us. It's about one o'clock in the afternoon where he is. Um, He's normally involved in the comments, normally insulting me. So uh, I thought this week he's got a bit of time. And uh, we welcome a good friend of mine, Stuart, all the way from California. Hi, everyone. So question... To you first then, Stu. Um,
6: Saturday's game. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I kind of missed it because it's time difference. So,
0: um, we'll go to Kai and then come back to you on a comment on there in a sec. Kai, because I know that Neil's going to rant and rave, so we'll take your views first. They'll probably be a bit more constructive. Neil isn't gonna rant and rave because Neil fell asleep watching it, so I
4: saw about fifteen minutes of it. Yeah. So um from the fifteen minutes I saw it didn't look that bad actually. But I All fell right. asleep. Oh, are we talking about Wednesday's game or Saturday's Wednesday's, game? Wednesday's Wednesday's game
0: even, sorry. Wednesday's game, not oh, Saturday's game. Wednesday's game. Wednesday's
4: game unfortunately Wednesday's game. I saw. Yeah. Right. Let's go so quite Saturday. Saturday.
0: Yeah, I meant Wednesday. We'll go Wednesday first. The Omar's not here, it's falling apart, isn't it?
5: But even better if I could get a word in. Gone on, Kai. <laughs> Uh when, So Wednesday's game was yeah, so we were taught a lesson, weren't we? I think it was a mixture of whether you know whether injuries played a part. Um playing, you know, back three of of Pierce Evans and Coops. And we're gonna have to agree with Neil here with Pierce. I think he's just a bit, you know, he just lacks that, that that initial burst of pace. And I think we, you know, the Bournemouth the uh, attackers exploited that the other day. Um they were very, very good. I thought they're, they're neat interchange. We didn't get close enough to them. We didn't press as a, maybe as a unit as, as well as we should have done. Um, but, you know, they could have had a couple more. They had uh, two offside goals, didn't they? So, you know, it could have been more. But I think with a fully fit squad, I don't think we would have lost that game. I think probably would have been a lot tighter.
0: I think it was, it, it, to me personally, before I come to nil, I thought it looked like an exhibition game. It looked like a, a pre season game at best. And it looked like a. a an exhibition game where we were basically um, taught a lesson, really. Neil? We
4: were played in every phase of that game. It was absolutely fucking embarrassing. The defending wasn't even of a Sunday morning standard. Alex Pierce needs to fuck off out of this football club. Yeah? And hopefully the cunt has played his last game because he's fucking awful. He's got about as much mobility as my old deer on two fucking sticks. That's
0: every player, though, crazy. every every player on Wednesday had a fucking mare. It, it, yeah, I, I I agree with Barry. It was it was boys versus men. Do you know what I mean? I mean, Mate, to uh, be honest, they were just on fire. Yeah, but well their squad
4: is probably cost one hundred and fifty million pound to put together. Ours probably cost one pound fifty to put together. That's a difference. They had absolute quality players in virtually every position. And it's told We, we just lack the hunger. We lack the desire. We lack the wherefore to affect change. And unfortunately, by the time the manager had processed what was happening, it was far too late. He made... He made a couple of changes at half-time, change of formation slightly. And we improved for a little while, didn't we? We scored, I think, did we go close another couple of times? Kyle, remember. But, it, and then the fourth goal went in and that was it. It's, uh, we just didn't want it. We absolutely didn't want it. We are now officially counting down until the end of the season, until they can all go on holiday and then they
0: can all forget about it until the start of next season. Yeah, I've, I've, I think we're over. I mean, Stu. I mean, you obviously like us over here this season. You've been you watch obviously, and I follow being from over there. Um, but I mean, what's your views on the current squad in a minute? I
6: mean, we've got some big holes, right? I mean, Alex Pierce, his legs are gone. Like, I don't know why they're not playing uh, Evans in the back instead of him. And having someone else with legs, maybe like Thompson in midfield. Again, like with even though they're playing Wallace up front and Bennett, they're not strikers. And then when he does play as a hall, which is a striker, he doesn't look interested. I think we need four at least four or five new players in the summer.
0: What do you think we need to sign? What do you think is the most important position we need to sign them?
6: Striker, and like a proper striker not a, a winger made striker, someone who can I mean like, you know, if you give I think if you give Bradshaw the service, he would score. But he's not a, a lone striker, you need someone up there with him, someone mobile. And obviously Zahor doesn't seem that interested and then um Smith's injured. But Varson couldn't hit a cow's ask could he? So Well you say that, I mean we're 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 obviously wanting
0: um Bod to score some goals because if he if he scores fifteen then um Omar evening Omar if you're if you're listening or or watching obviously I know you're at work but if you are watching feel free to call in um we'll get you up but um he has to do a streak down at blue so um it'll be definitely interesting to do there. I mean same question to you then Kai. um how many
5: positions do you think we need to look at what do you think is the most important position we need to find? I think there's two, really. Mm. I think one's obviously your your striker, as Stuart said. I think the other one is attacking midfield. I think we need someone who's going to link the the player a little bit better. Uh, Can Leonard be that player? I don't know. He he was starting to show glimpses of that. But, you know, I think the only player that properly plays attacking midfield probably is Thompson. But... You know, for all these hard work and 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 desire, he doesn't. I don't think he has enough quality. Is probably what we need in that position. So I'd go and look at I, I for the for strikers. I'd be looking at players like Johnson, Clark, Harris, from Peterborough. I think he's a he's a class player and, and players that are going to can step up with 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 ease. Like like Tony, for example. But the question is, is is we need to get the sort of player that can score, you know, goals but also help as well? Because like Tony, for example, I don't know. I don't know whether we were talking about this the other day. I can't remember. But um, Ivan Tony, I don't think he would probably suit our style of play because. He doesn't. He doesn't work hard enough. He doesn't. Um, he doesn't win the win the second balls. He doesn't. You know, he's not physical enough. Whereas with Brentford, he can play like that. He can play like he does because they You know, their football is incredible. So we, you've got to get a player that's going to suit our football. And for me, Clark Harris would be that player. He's Strong, physical, and, and he's got a bit of good, quick turn of pace.
0: What's your view on the on the positions and and who we need then? Neil,
4: we need to make wholesale changes because it's quite obvious that. The vast majority of this squad are not up to it. We need a centre back because it's obvious that Pierce has got no future. Uh, I mean, we need a central midfielder. We might need a left back, depending upon if uh, if uh, if he's successful in signing Malone. We definitely need a couple of strikers, but but is he going to have the funds to go out? And spend all of that money. That's the yeah, well, that's the thing. Well, I think if 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 he doesn't, we're going to go mid table again next year, and we're all going to be frustrated. We're going to be talking about the same things this time next year. Yeah, but. He I mean, definitely needs to sort out the strike force to start off with. Hundred percent. I mean, powder puff. We're just powder yeah. puff. Jed Wallace isn't a striker. No. Mason 100%. Bennett apparently is again injured or carrying an injury, isn't he? Yeah. we will
0: come uh, on Bravardson's, to those ones.
4: Yeah. Bravardson's not up to it. I mean, I mean Barry says, released.
0: I mean Barry sitting there, there and says, look, thank fuck for Bart. Yeah, Bart. You know, I, I agree. Bart has has been superb, but. When he has a mayor, he has a mayor. I mean, a couple of those goals on Wednesday, I think personally he could have probably saved them. I don't know if if Horn is watching tonight or not, but you know, I think there was a couple of those goals where he possibly stayed up a little bit too long, um, and he could have possibly got his body in front of him. I don't know, but he He's just seems to so when he me. has when he has a mayor, he has a, he has a bit of a mare. But to be fair, they were walking through, they were walking the balls in, mate. They they had no challenge. Um, Getting those balls in They were just Literally As I said uh, As I said What 10 minutes ago It was an exhibition game That's what it looked like It looked more like An exhibition game Than anything else Mate To be honest That first
4: goal Came from Pierce Missing a header Didn't it Yeah, Yeah And left us badly
0: exposed Yeah I mean, what's his name there? Charlie says, look, Pierce would be a good addition to the backroom team.
4: No, Do you think he no, would or not? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. He's 31, yeah? We need, well, we need somebody with uh, with attacking experience, not another defender. Rowett's a defender. Uh, the other lad, Barrett's a defender. He's too young, Yeah. If he wants to come back in three or four years, yeah, maybe look at him. Yeah, but we can't keep on saying we'll put him on the coaching team. No, he's too young. Let's get rid of him. Get shot of him. Let's spend his wages in a more productive way.
0: I mean, Barry's sitting there saying there that he's seen somewhere that right, ain't going to be doing a complete overhaul in the summer. Which yeah, well, Rowett worrying. wasn't
4: going to be. Yeah, well, Rowett wasn't going to be playing Zorhor again this season, and he was only going to be playing players that he thought had a future at the club. So, if he's thinking of getting him back, we are well and truly fucked because well, he is probably well. he is probably the laziest cunt I've seen play for us in quite some time. <laughs> to be quite
6: frank, uh, uh, Mickey. I think that comment came from News at Den today. That's but right, yeah. I got, I got days, an email, yeah. an email came through saying about Rowick not going to do wholesale changes, but it feels like that's contradicting to the email that came out last week saying yeah. that he, he wants to do a whole bunch of changes. I think personally,
0: the money ain't there. The club, the, right. the club's not going to give him an open chequebook no. to sit, exactly. especially especially after season we've had. I mean, he'd be lucky if the club, you know, might give him five million tied up with wages and, and everything else, but. Whether or not they're going to give him, they, they have a, a policy of keeping wages down, and wages are quite high at the minute. They're about 1.4 million a month. So, you know, if you think they're going to be signing a five, 10 million pound striker, proven striker, then no. I think they might try and find a striker from um, non league or, or, you know, lower down the leagues or something and, and, and hope that they can make it a bit like Gregory or, or Morrison has done in the past. Um, or even, you know, Harris, to a degree, in the past. But I think it's a gamble to make. You you need, for the, to be in the Championship, you need a 20-goal-a-season proven striker at least. You need mate, two or three players who can score 20 goals a season. Mate, I
4: thought I read the other week that he was uh, saying that they were going to start looking abroad. Well, they have to. Uh, mate. Start mate, looking they to... abroad for a striker, which, I, yeah, which we've spoken about. We're on the same page on this. Aren't yeah, we completely thing, on the same page? Yeah,
0: but the thing that gets me is right. You've got you've got Rhino over in Australia. You've got um, Dolan, don't you? You've got um, what's his name, Thingy Dolan, who we done. He's in the he's in Australia. Yeah. Joe Dolan, he's in Australia. I mean, I bet there's there's some more of our players, ex players, who are in America, New Zealand. They're, they're spread out. Surely these guys would be ideal to tap up as scouts and just say, you know, look, you find a player, give us a heads up and go. I mean, Rhino brings kids over. Or Joe Joe brings kids over every year. And and what's his name from? Um, oh, what's his name? You done him the other week. The big um, Denmark Norway player, oh, uh, Paul Huberts. Paul Huberts. He brings he brings up and coming kids. I mean, there must be. There must be players around the world, kids coming up around the world that we can nurture and, and and possibly bring in. But we're not giving it to our own kids. You know, we've got kids in our youth team who we keep calling out for to play week in, week out, and we're not even getting them in there. I mean, what's your view on that then, um, Stu? That none of the youngsters seem to be getting a, a tapping.
6: I don't know. You know. I mean, honestly, you've... you've... You've got to take it from the manager's point of view. Are they just not good enough? Or is he not brave enough to give them a chance?
4: I, yeah, well, I actually agree with Stu. I don't think he's brave enough, to be honest with you. I think that Alexander has proved that he's worth a go. Yeah. And he keeps on saying, keeps on saying the right things. He's multilingual and bullshit, this manager. <laughs> He really is. He's just, he just he just comes out with whatever bollocks he thinks you want to hear this week. Yeah, he's like the manager of the football club down here when they got spanked by the spotter's the other night. It wasn't his fault. I mean, uh, two.
0: I mean, a couple of things. What's come up on the chats? I mean, Kai probably one for you here because I think you've said about him before. Sam Vokes, can he do a
5: job for us?
4: I don't know. He hasn't and been. Would he be
5: too much money? That, that, that's exactly what I was about to say. I think I think one one, I think he I, I feel like he's a bit overrated. Um doesn't really do much for Stoke and, and I that O'Neill doesn't fancy him. So I just wonder whether um whether whether we'd we'd take a pun on him. But yeah, he's a proven player, isn't he? He's done it at, at, at the highest level. He's a really good player, but it's just whether you can get him get him get the good get, him, get him service. And I think he'd probably suit our style of play. He's you know, he's physical, he's strong. Um so yeah, I do agree with Darren there, just whether we can afford his waste, I guess.
6: Neil no. no wait. Well, oh, sorry, Go on, ship. I, I think the wages would be a, an issue on that one. What we need to do is going back into the day is finding the little gems like Morley or Armstrong, that sort of player that's under everyone else's radar. That's you know not going to quite make the first team of the clubs they're at, but you know, I mean, because they both hit the ground running when they they joined. I mean, he's someone quick up front as well. Someone who can, like you know, because defenses don't like. People with pace. If you've seen that with Bennett and uh, Wallace, yeah, yeah, we need a, a player like Chris Armstrong. Maybe that is pretty rapid, and then you can ping the balls over the top or get them down the channels, and then get them running onto it. I mean,
0: another one. Now, I mean, that that just sums it up, really, doesn't it? You know, why well, only no shots on goal in the first forty-five minutes at home, and only two in the next forty-five minutes, which is really unacceptable. We should be having shots on goal, which again points to. You Know the front two, but I mean, go down to where we've got here. A question for you lot here is um, where is it there from uh, Joe Zamper? Um, does Rowan need to sell Cooper and Jed Wallace to buy a few decent players on a good deal?
6: Go well, to you first. This, Neil. Well, we
4: discussed this last week, didn't we? To be quite honest, you thing. think the club would let him know. Uh, and I don't think that we'll probably get the money from, to be quite frank with you. The money that we'd got a year ago, it ain't going to be there now. Jed Wallace has got a year left on his contract. The Yeah, the time to sell Jed Wallace was what well, was in the summer. Not now. You're going to get half the value for him. You might as well sign him up to a three, three, four four-year contract and then try and sell him. Either in January or this time next year. But to be honest, he he flatters to deceive. I think sometimes Jed. I don't think he's good enough to play in the Premier League. So he's probably only playing at about his level. So will a club come in and pay eight, nine, ten million pounds for him? I don't think they will. Stu, your view, your views on
6: that? Yeah. Um, uh, same as Neil, really. I feel that we may have missed the boat on getting the big money. We should have sold them last year or the year before when, like, you know, there's reports of ranges after Cooper and the reports were like 15 million. And if you've got 15 for him and maybe eight or 10 for Jed, then if that money's going to go into the squad and do do what Brentford do sell their best players, replace them with players that they can, you know, improve and then sell them again. But I don't know what you'd get from now. I mean, who's going to buy Cooper now if he's with a shoulder injury. He's going to go straight into surgery at the end of the season. Yeah, he's know, I've dislocated my shoulder before. They can take six to eight weeks to recover. I mean, obviously, I'm not getting physio, uh, professional club every day, but they can take a while. Yeah, but then I mean, that's also then
4: perceived as a weakness, isn't it? Oh, in exactly, the, yeah. In the, yeah well, in the medical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but let's face it, again, Jake Cooper he isn't going to go for the kind of money that we think that he's going to go for. So, and as you say, we do have a habit of hanging on to our players for far too long. When they've got a high resale value, we kind of miss the boat on it, I think, as as
0: Barry said in the chat. I mean, Richard Lacey's got a point as well. I mean, before we
5: come to Richard Lacey, I mean, Kyle, what's your views on selling Cooper and Jed? Um, I read somewhere, actually, on Stuart's point, I read somewhere that he's actually not going to have an operation. I can't remember where I read that. I don't know where it was, maybe a couple of weeks ago before they came back into the squad. I don't know whether it said he's going to just battle on or whether, I'm not sure. He might have one at the end of the season. I could be could be totally wrong there. But um, firstly, I think you have to replace them, which is not not, not easier you know, to find someone ready-made at this level to, to fill their boots. And, you know, with Cooper, I think I think probably Cooper's in his, apart from the shoulder, of course, I think Cooper's probably in, coming up to his prime prime year. So, so, so whether you could get... Good money for Coots, but you wouldn't get anything where you'd got Jed, as you said, 10, uh, 12, 18 months ago. So, no, I, I agree with, um, I don't know, I think I think we've missed the boat on Jed, as you've all said, but Cooper, maybe, maybe it's the time to sell. But I, I really like Cooper.
0: I mean, going on to going on to that point there, where he's obviously, right, don't like kids, it's clear it's um, too safe and would rather draw than lose. Goes on to there, as in, why haven't they loaned Alexander out?
4: Probably a good point. It depends on whether or not anybody was interested in him online. But would they send him to filter him out though? I mean, yeah, they sent him to Confort, didn't they, at at the start of the season? Yeah, but yeah, did did he go go to Confort Rangers for a few weeks? He went out there for yeah a couple of months, wasn't it? But he was suspended. I know. I know he was suspended for about a month, wasn't he? After being sent off, but I think the ideal time is to play him now. Well, when he brought back from Rowan...
0: Concord before they went to the final, didn't they get? Didn't they get a cup final and he got brought? Yeah, back they went to the trophy to... final, didn't they?
4: Man. Yeah, but didn't he score in the semi final, something like that? I think he did. But, it, but it's a good question. Uh, maybe Robert hasn't wanted him to go out on loan. Though. I mean, he's also had some personal issues, so probably couldn't go out
0: on loan obviously his grandfather died so I mean the question what i've got is is how much control does row have over the academy and how much is it down to you know the people who run the academy because I mean you know we're we bring this up with Charlie's raised and and it gets raised all the time he wasn't he he wasn't thought to be a cracking player at the time and that could be a lot of things i mean if you read michael calvin's book um about the agents and all that. I mean, no one wanted to touch Sterling from where he come from, his attitude at the time, everything else. Now looking, so I mean, it could have been that he just needed to grow up a bit. Maybe his attitude wasn't right. No club wanted to take a gamble on him. He's he's gone away, put his head down, got himself back into it and and, and done. I mean, you know, when we spoke to um Cherno again, you know. Cherno said, you know, his head weren't and he he weren't there. Um, So I mean, at that sort of age, do you do you possibly fall out of love and then regain? Is that why we got rid of him? Because you know, allegedly, he's not a bad player now, is he? I think we fucked up. I think that yeah, but yeah, I think
4: it's openly accepted that Harris didn't like him and released him and. It's come back. The bite of spectacularly in the fucking arse. That
0: one, has not it? Let's face it. I mean, one day. I mean, what's his name disagrees with us on um, on the youth because he's playing McNamara and Mitchell. But are they more looking? Are they looking at them more as as future team players in the positions they're playing in? I mean, is yeah, but it they're the
4: fact more that... senior, aren't they? Yeah, but they're more senior, I think, than. Yeah, McNamara went out on loan and I think he was forced to play Mitchell, wasn't he? Because everyone else was injured. And he'd integrated Mitchell last season. I think Kyle, remember, yeah. better than anyone else. He integrated him at various times last season, didn't he? So he's been in and around the squad. Oh, I mean, like Richard Pierce's thing above, actually. What, you're, no. You were above yeah, that's, on that one. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. That one there, we've scored one in our last three. Can we not look at some attack minding youngsters in the last games of the season now? That, Nana Boating. Yeah. Abdul yeah. Malik, George Alexander, etc. Well Abdul Malik we've got can't to even start for the reserves, can he? Yeah, well, Abdul Malik has only been making the bench and maybe somebody will
5: correct me on that. I think I think that's right now. I think that's right. Um we with Nana Boating. he looks a, he looks a special talent. I watched him. Uh, last year I think it was when the under eighteens made the, the was it the Chelsea game in the, the semi-finals or something or God's finals whatever it was he, he was a very very good player he has he's lightning quick and I absolutely agree with Richard Pierce. I think that Abdul Malik and, and these players and Nana they need to be given a chance because some of these players you know they come into the team. Look I think Reading for example I think um I, remember, I think it's Holmes actually Holmes that plays right back. He never played professional football before with one of their players and, and he came in this year. He's he's now you know sort of Playing, playing uh, either you know um, right back or on the bench, but he's come back in. He's come in and he's given them so much depth in that position. So yeah, I, I do agree with Richard Pearce.
0: Yeah, well, that I, might answer why they've not been involved. No, possibly. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a few possibly there, but I mean, it all comes down to that though. Realistically, our scouting system is shite. Um, whether or not I'll, um, whether or not Alex was pushed, left, sacked, whatever, um, and a new guy come in and hopefully, you know, it's going to change. There, there's got to be fundamentals over the last so many years. Um, what are issues? I mean, to be fair, the academy hasn't been going that many years, to be fair. I'm hearing that we've got some great young kids coming through, seven, eight, nine-year-olds. Um, there's a few what watch us in here. There's a, no, no, I mean, coming up. There are some really good youngsters speaking to some of the academy guys who who look after that age group. Allegedly, we're doing that. But don't forget, Kenny Jackett shut the academy. So, you know, the academy, because of money and everything else, got closed down to a degree. And and then it's just literally being rebuilt. So to me, we should be loaning these kids out getting them loads and loads of practice and then bedding them in the club. If we can't bed them in the club, we need to make sure that they're being shown to the world and then sold. If we're not going to
6: use them, we should be selling them. Stu? But this is where the, you said about the scouting system. You've got to remember that we also compete with the likes of Chelsea, Palace, Tottenham, Arsenal, you know, Fulham, all bigger clubs. Um, I think we're obviously not the most desirable club. But this is where if the managers were playing the youngsters and getting them out on the field and showing that there's a clear, quick path to the first team (coughs) if you're good enough, that could make us more desirable. But want players to come and say, look, we've got eight youth team players in the first team or whatever it is. Um, In two years, it could be you, rather than going to Chelsea or Man City or whoever and never be seen again. I agree with you. I think... You know, especially if we had a decent scout. I mean,
0: every player we've done an interview with recently, or Neil's done an interview with recently, they all turned around and spoke highly of Bob Pearson, right? Right, and, and he was fundamental during you know our, our prime our prime time of getting some good youth and everything else in. He he was fundamental in. He would go around <laughs> and speak to the parents, tell them you know how good Millwall is. Join Millwall; they're going to do this. They're going to do that. We do everything, blah, blah, blah. And he was getting players left, right, centre, wasn't he? Not nil. Right? And he was getting players left, right, centre.
4: Yeah, he he was a very, very, very good talent spotter, Bob Pearson. The club has got... uh, Bob Pearson doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Uh, But it was like that back then. Clubs Mm -hmm. produced their own players. Millwall needs to get back to that. And I partly actually agree... In fact I fully agree that if Millwall was seen as a club that plays youngsters and gives youngsters a chance gives them a chance in the first team, we find it a lot easier to sign the better ones. Uh
0: y yeah, in the first place.
1: That's but a good comment.
0: Minute,
5: from, I mean I mean Kyle, what'd you take on that comment now? It's interesting, isn't it? Um I I think with Bure, I think he's, there's clearly some talent there and he's, you know, he's so quick. You can, When he gets in that ball, you can see he's got real good pace. I just think with his um, technical side of things, I just think he needs to, you know, just just, just sort of improve that a bit more. And, and I think also he could probably improve a bit physically as well. I think sometimes he can be pushed to the ball a bit too easily, but you can see there's, there's some raw talent there. We've just got to keep developing him and, and keep keep giving him keep giving him chances because if we do, and, he, and he'll end up paying off. And you know, it, it could be a real gem because we got, I don't know how much we paid for him in the end, but I don't think it was very much, was it? No. Mate, I, and I, also,
4: I, also doesn't, I also think he doesn't fit into the way, to the formation that we're playing no, at the minute. I
5: agree that, yeah. I was just that. about to say
4: that. It, yeah, but he'd fit in a lot more if we actually played two wingers, wouldn't he? And you could play him on one side and somebody else on the other, but we're not playing that at the moment. So that's probably
0: why we're not playing him more. I mean, on that on that position, because all three of you then went, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, I agree with you. So, I mean, ideally, what position, we know what position Omar would want. Um, to me, I just want him to fucking play a position and fucking score goals and win games. But start with you and Stu, what positions do you think, Real or, or or
6: what What formations should we be playing? I mean, I don't know, that's a tough one, because 4 has always been traditional Millwall, right? But... That feels like that's a dying breed of a formation nowadays. The teams are overloading the midfield with three. When we do it, it doesn't seem to make that much of a difference most of the time. And then we've got no, then we've got no outlet for the the strikers. You play one up front with two wide, which okay works on FIFA, but you know when you've got Zahor up front and then you've got Wallace that can't cross most of the time, and and they're playing so far apart, they've, they've, they've got no one to link up with the front the front person, whoever that may be. If you're going to play two wide, they need to be, I think they need to be a bit closer. You can't have them playing wingers and expect them to get in the box at the same time. And then the three midfielders, you know, you, sometimes you're playing three defensive midfielders like Woods. I like him. I think he's being played out of position. He's got a great pass. We've got Clifton Bell now, which obviously can play that holding midfield role. And then Leonard is a defensive midfielder. On August
3: 25th. I'm the most brutal,
1: vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The
3: most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world. Young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they got to cut you down. Starring Travante Rhodes. I'm, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really going to have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu.
1: Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com.
6: From back in the day, and then you've got Evans, also a defensive midfielder. So really, apart from Mitchell and Thompson, we haven't really got any going forward. If you know what I mean, getting up the right. pitch to support
5: the the front guys. Kai, your your ideal formation? Oh, I'd like to see a four-three-three. Really, I think we've with with someone you know just supporting them them, them attackers more, and I, I just wonder thinking this the other day. I wonder if Tyler Bury could play that that role in behind the striker attacking midfield because you know if you give him less responsibility, you see Thompson when he went to Portsmouth and when he came back to to Mill. As soon as you gave him more respons- less responsibility, he, he he was so much better. He had less free he had more freedom. He, he didn't have to sort of work back and and I just wonder if Tyler Bury was given that role. I wonder if he if he'd be able to affect the game more.
0: Neil.
4: I think, uh, well, what I want to see and what the manager will play are two different things, totally, aren't oh, they? I agree he's, yeah, but he's actually shown that he isn't flexible when it comes to formations and that he likes his five, whatever it is. Four, three, three is fine with me. Four, four, two, traditional man, mate. Uh, maybe. He's, but at the end of the day, it's up to what the manager wants to play. And uh, the an our manager is a five at the back man. He's shown that three central defenders and your two wing backs. He will play that. He will play that formation. And I think as Rich, uh, thinkers Barry says, a little bit further down, it's more about the personnel than the formation.
0: No, I agree but, with that. I mean, I mean the boy seems obviously the boy in the chat um, watching us on YouTube. He seems to have a bit of an inside knowledge on the youth. You know, like um, Abdul turned eighteen a couple of days ago. Seventeen-year-old Abdul isn't going to be starting ahead of a twenty-one-year-old Alexander. Realistically, Alexander will be loaned out, released, then he will step up next year. Um, and and that there, Jason Sancho grew up and played in Birmingham. No way should a team in Manchester see him before we do. I agree, but if we've not got. That desire to play you for there's no real possibility, someone's gonna to want to develop themselves and sit in a in a in a large team where the chance of them playing is next to nothing.
4: Yeah, but Jaden Sancho might have been pushed towards there by a family member. We don't know what the situation was. He could have had an agent from the age of bloody 13 pushing him. You just I mean, don't
0: know. I mean, that's a good point there. If we do play too many of these youngsters. Would we turn into being a selling game again, like we were before, where we used to sell a hell of a lot of our our better players rather than bedding them? Well,
4: one thing's for sure: I don't think he'll play a lot of youngsters tomorrow uh, because uh, because, <laughs> because yeah, we're going to get hammered, aren't we, tomorrow? Let's face it.
0: Well, that was on yeah. that was on Twitter earlier from Jake Saunders, so Millwall allegedly would be without Murray Wallace, Hutchinson, Ferguson, Leonard Thompson and Smith for the Watford game tomorrow, whilst Malone and Jed Wallace are are doubtful too. We pretty much might as well just fucking just sit back and let them score as many goals as they want, really.
4: Yeah, we can see that we're going to nick this 1-0, can't you? (laughs) 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 We're going to
6: absolutely nick this 1-0. So so if Jed Wallace is injured, who do you play out wide? Good question. So, are we going to go for Mahoney, or are Step they going to, or are they going to pay Re, uh, Re, uh, so McNamara right midfield because then you could have Romeo behind him? But how they, Mate, how they he will to... stick
4: to his formation, and that is three central defenders and two in mid and um, and his wing backs. Yeah, but it's interesting.
0: What's he going to do? Because he hasn't got anybody for the left, does he? I mean Richard Lacey's made a good point there. What you were saying about, you know, if Jed is, I mean, says there, Bury looks like a, a young Jimmy Carter, but Jed, there, if Jed's not there tomorrow, would he possibly swap him for, for Bury? I think he'll have
4: to. I think there aren't too many other options, are there? I think he'll I go by
5: home. Yeah, so do I. So I think he'll go. Yeah, but he's running out home. of options.
4: Yeah, but he's running out of options for tomorrow, isn't he? Let's face it. Fucking hell, give yeah, If me and you take our boots, we might get a game that won't stand it. If, if I leave can now, I could be there back.
6: in time for kick-off.
4: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well all of those injuries, yeah, well, can you play left-back? Because because by the looks of things, yeah, but he hasn't got a left-back for tomorrow because... Uh, and he's loaned
5: Tiense out, hasn't he? Mm.
4: Yeah. Yeah, well, that's now coming back to bite him in the arse, isn't it? He sent Tiense down to... Is it Sutton United he sent him down yeah. to? Down to Marvin Williams. Yeah, and now all of a sudden he hasn't got a left back, has he? No. It's absolutely
0: unbelievable. Before we look fully into Watford tomorrow and get views and and scores and all that lot, um, just one thing before we move forward from from someone on the chat. Um, I don't think, where is it? Um, Someone mentioned about... Bobby Barry about, you know, maybe we should have a chat with Bobby Barry. I don't think Bobby, um, relationship there, look, need to tap into someone like Bobby Barry. I don't think Bobby and the club have a, have a great, um, relationship. It might, Your might, Bobby's might an be agent there. now, isn't he? Exactly. Your I think that's the point he's getting to. Yeah. I think the point he's getting to, um, but I'm interested On this next bit I, I know Neil Don't want to talk About it to a degree But it, it's happened And it needs to talk And I'm interested in, in Stu as well there I mean obviously It's sort of It's guided me in With this comment Which we'll come back To in a sec But Your view um, Stuart Of Your use To the American setup Of sport Where uh, No one gets relegated No one gets promoted Everyone stays In In, uh, in the same table As such um, no competition. It's just pretty much everyone wins. Obviously, I know that the NFL, everyone's on set wages, blah, blah, blah. And the draft, obviously, there to compensate for that. But what's your views of, of of the football here with the
6: European Super League? How's it been reported over there? Um, no one's talking about it over here. I mean, they it do have uh, Sky Sport news, basically what you guys get two hours every morning and they're they're all over that but in the the regular news and stuff no one no one's talking about it's not a big not a big deal but like as you said the Americans set up for sports I've spoken to quite a few parents my son plays baseball and stuff about like the relegation in in the sports in Europe and the rest of the world and uh, they've all agreed that that'd be more exciting for teams to get relegated but you know I've leagues and tiers and stuff but there's just it's not set up like that it's just it's a big it's a franchise rather than sports like you know like
0: it's a, a money making
6: exercise yeah totally it? yeah all the sponsors and and like you know like with the major league soccer as they call it you know one any team any year could could win it and, like, you know, if, you, if you're the worst team in the, the league one year, then you get the best pick of the players the next year. So they, they try and keep it even on on that that side. But for, for for me, I'm not a huge into American sports. Like, you know, I'm, I'm learning baseball at the minute because my, my son plays it and my daughter plays softball. Other than that, I watch the Super Bowl, but I don't really care who wins it. And we'll watch the the uh, baseball the world, the world Series, which, again, always always asks a question to the American friends, Like, why do you call yourself world champions when you're the only country playing it? And they've never got an answer for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. I mean, the thing what I find funny with this, before I come to you, Kai, and then I'll, I'll come on to Neil. I know you don't want to talk about it. The thing what I find funny about this is that Sunday, what is it? Sunday, Monday, all of a sudden this broke. This is what's going to be happening. Um, and then we are now Friday... Less than four days into when this broke, everyone's pulled out. Um, it's no longer going ahead. We've had apologies from a Liverpool chairman. We've had apologies from the Manchester United chairman. We've had, or the owner, Liverpool owner. We've had uh, Manchester United um, chairman leaving, resigning, resigning from loads of different bits and pieces. We've had Arsenal making apology. We've had the Arsenal owner come out today say. He's not selling Arsenal, basically piss off. Um, But how these people so badly read um, the fans' views, um, opinions on football in in the UK fucking absolutely shocked me. I I don't know how stupid people can be. So, I mean, Kai, what's your views on all the bullshit we're having this this week with... um,
5: European Super League. I take it you weren't for it? Nah, definitely not. Um, it moved so quickly, didn't it? Sunday night it was happening. Tuesday night they've all pulled out. I think they were naive to to believe that the fans would, would would take it well. I think it was clear that no fans would ever want to would, would never take this because you know it, it just ruins the, the the English game and the the, the the whatever the sport that we love. Um, you know, firstly in the, with the big six, they what they wanted to do. I was listening to Sky Sports earlier. They wanted to. You know, get the three hundred million that they're going to get, to go there, and then bring it back to the Premiership and still play next year, which is obviously going to massively um, divide the teams that, 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 that are receiving the three hundred million cashing cash installments every year. And you know, that's 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 so unfair. It's going to massively uh, create such a, such a gap. And yeah, I just thought it was it was really bad what they were trying to do. But I was definitely pleased to see them all pull out eventually to come to their senses.
0: I'll leave Neil into this one. I thought it was highly amusing that someone like Sky Sports were so fucking as if they were on the fan side when, let's be honest, if it weren't for Sky in, what, 94? This is what fucked football up going back that many years, to be fair. And then all of a sudden they feel begrieved because someone wants to run something else probably without inviting them to the table. Neil. I've got nothing to say about the
4: fucking European Super League. I don't give a shit about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a Millwall fan. As long as I can watch Millwall, let those cunts fuck off and do what they want now. Yeah, but, but would it have be benefited? Say, say, for, instance, yeah, no, say for instance. Yeah, I don't want to talk yeah, about. No, no, no. I'm say saying, for instance, yeah. the
0: Super League took place, right? Right. The six super, te- the six super, the the Super Six. Even though Arsenal's middle of the table, Super Six get expelled from the Premier League. What
4: happens to the league this season? I don't give a fuck about it, mate. Yeah, would we, we go, go up? up? Yeah, well, it ain't happening. Let's move okay, on. Okay, fair don't enough. Give
0: a fuck, what, you a got but what would happen? Yeah, but that's what I'm asking. Would Millwall go up if the Super Six got pulled? Got nothing to say on it, mate. Oh, yeah, well, it, it, in happening. Happening.
5: Come it on. On. In happening. Would Millwall let's go up? Move on. Well, it was, it was an interesting point, wasn't it? Because they were talking about, you know, how would it work with the EFL? Because obviously, six clubs would have to replace them. and... And when would we be? Would we go up? Would we? Hit the, would there be nine teams in the playoffs, or would just the top six go up? I don't know. It would. It would, it would all be interesting to see what would happen. But uh, 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 ultimately, I'm pleased that it didn't happen.
6: I part of me wanted it to happen. Get rid of all the big six, so we actually get a chance to maybe go up. <laughs> but like, realistically, like it was, it was going to be terrible for football. It's just the rich getting richer. There's all the, the smaller clubs are going to get left behind. There's no way these clubs are going to be sharing the 300 million. With the lower teams, they didn't want to even bail out the football league when the pandemic was on. No, I mean, go. Final point before we go to Belsham, right? My,
0: my question, my, my, my thing on this is, is, is look, right? It made me die, right? That these six, what they wanted to do was renegotiate on a Champions League purse. That's what this was all about, was renegotiating on there, and then they actually thought, actually, we're going to look at something a little bit different to make us a bit more extra money. The trouble is, all of a sudden, it backfired. Sky, I think, are hypocritical cunts because it weren't it weren't many months ago that they wanted to suddenly rake in money on the on the back of the pandemic by charging people fifteen quid a time. What they were splitting with the teams, what we're playing, no one wanted to play fucking fifteen quid to see Burnley play Brighton for fuck's sake. But they wanted to sit there and try and charge people extra. Now all of a sudden, it's someone doing stuff without them. They're suddenly rounding on the likes of. Jamie Redknapp, you know, Carrigan, fucking Neville, anyone they could get hold of to sit there and throw an opinion out. The government are in the shit at the moment with everything going on. So, again, there's another bandwagon what they wanted to jump on and go, oh, this is really bad. This is really bad. The only benefit what's come out of this is something what I know what the FSA have been doing for probably the last 18 months, if not longer, is screaming out for a hand led review on ownership that really we should be looking at the German way of ownership where fans own the majority of the club so that rich owners or whatever can never fuck over the club and get rid of the heritage, which works perfectly over in Germany. Whether or not it worked here or not, I don't know, but it's a way to do. The only benefit out of all of this in the space of four days is that all of a sudden it's gone from that being on on the peripheral where no one really wanted to listen to it, a bit through the pandemic where the Premier League were fucking smaller clubs off. It was a little bit bringing itself up. But that's now being brought right to the front of the of the queue. And now the government are suddenly pushing and going, right, this is where we're going. And we're calling people in to talk about this and everything else. That's the only benefit out of this. The rest of it, we knew that Sky was snidey cunts. We knew that um, BT Sports were snidey cunts. We knew that all these the owners, the big owners, on. were all snides with it, mate. And And that's it. Mate, can I just...
4: Can I just make one point? Yeah. As for the charging of £15, why shouldn't they fucking pay to watch their games? We do. And we and we pay for a far inferior fucking product. They were getting their games off a of world feed, which is virtually Sky anyway. Yeah, but we pay £10. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. We pay £10. Yeah, £10. Yeah, Stuart but were only payin-
4: yeah, but they were only paying. Five pang more for a far better product, a yeah, far did, yeah, better but... production. Yeah, well, yeah, well, ours looks like it's filmed on the fucking iPhone and the commentary's on the fucking iPhone. No, it was I agree. With you. Disgraceful the other night. So why shouldn't they fucking pay? Yeah, they should pay. Yeah, everybody thinks, oh yeah, the Premier League will fucking cry, and yeah, well those cunts? they ran campaigns so they didn't pay more than 20 pound at an away game but they don't give a fuck that we're paying 45 at Ipswich to sit
0: behind a fucking post. so this is what i'm saying is to it? you there is no Who there is no thing fuck? about the I follow. before the pandemic we were paying 10 pound to watch i follow stuart pays a fiver stuart I'm I'm playing,
6: I'm I'm I'm
0: if you buy, the, buy uh, yeah, I'll yeah buy the, yeah, yeah. the season buy pass you.
1: yeah
0: which is
6: it's
0: like $180. Pounds. Yeah. yeah. So it's about £120, isn't it? Something like that, £140. Yeah, something like that. So there's already... iFollow was always for overseas views, not not for the UK. So it was over for overseas views, pure intentional, because they never wanted this mass volume, what they've had. So all of a sudden, when they've got it, they use the cameras what are in the stadium. There's a 4K camera, what they use for TV highlights, etc., etc., what they record it on. They're using that one camera based in based in the center of the fucking of the stand, so you were never going to get high quality thing because one no TV company is going to suddenly invest that much money to put two or three cameras in a in a ground. You know the only reason Sky and all that do because they make so much more money through the adverts and everything else. I can't see iFollow be making that. No, well it's all taken off the world feed.
4: It's to do with the Premier League productions. Hmm they produce it because they sell. Yeah, well, Stuart can probably watch every Premier League game anyway, can't you, over there? I know you can in the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, South African African super sports show every game. Yeah, I'm not going to say that because I've actually got IPTV, so I know, basically. A lot of of the uh, Premier League games
6: over here, it was on NBC Sports and now it's split split off onto Amazon and uh, Peacock which is like, you've got to subscribe for that. So there's not as many yeah. games on as it was like a year or two, two ago. That's for sure.
0: So before we got into our follow, the other thing, what was there, what, what all of that started to is, are, are we lucky to have berylson as our chairman? He's American, I know, but he, he's, he, he, he's definitely not here for, he's definitely not here to, to put us into a super league and rake money that way. But, He's got to get his money back at some point. I think he's been good so far. He's invested £70 million in the club um, over, what, 10, 11 years. So, he's it, it there. But will he ever give us that final big check to to make a couple of big signings? That's the question. I, I, I think John's nice. I, I I know John on a personal level, and I think he's a nice fellow. Mate, I think John
4: Berrelson's been fantastic for this club, considering the cunt we had in before him. Yeah. <laughs> Who wanted a fucking turn with, wheel lions? Yeah, and that fucking moron, what that stood in the fucking middle of the pitch at that game with a microphone, put on the fucking shirt, and thought we were all going to fucking love him. Yeah, uh, Desavrie was Berkelson, that. Uh, yeah, Desavrie wasn't it, and, and and all of that lot. John Berylson has done a fantastic job for this football club. Yeah, quite what's in it for John Berylson, nobody knows. I suspect it's something to do with regeneration and there's a ton of money to be made around that. But good luck to him. He's kept the club going uh, when, quite frankly, some other chairman would probably have washed their fucking hands of us and walked away when things have gone a bit wonky at certain (laughs) games. But John... I've got nothing but, but admiration for John Berkelson. Uh But is he going to give the manager that money that maybe would take us to the next level? I don't think so. That's the only thing I
0: would say. I agree. I, I, I agree. I mean, Kai, what's your? I
5: mean, to be fair, probably Berrelson's the only, yeah, only you really know, isn't it? Definitely, I was about to say that. I was going to say I don't know anything. What's got on? for well, my granddad sort of filled me in a little bit, um, but yeah, I think John Berylson, from what I've what I've seen and what I've heard from other owners, he's fantastic. You know, he, he puts his, you know, he, he stands by this football club, and I think actually, I've, I've watched an interview with him a couple of months ago, been locked in the actual first lockdown. He said that um, he came into it, he wasn't really sure what was going to happen. He, you know, he wasn't sure, you know, whether he's going to get attached to it. In fact, he said that. He was attached. Um, he's attached to us now. He, he loves the club. And and you know what? Fair enough. You know, he's a really good chairman. He's, he's only done good stuff for us. I absolutely agree with what Neil said.
4: Sure. Yeah, what we need to remember was we had a uh, Mickey Purser in the 60s, who, if he didn't have enough stock for his car showroom on the old Kent Road, used to sell a player so he could go down to car auctions. Yeah? <laughs> so we're in no position to... So we're in no position to moan about John Barron's son, are we?
6: Sure. I think I think he's been great. I mean, what more could you ask for? My only real comment would be is if he does want to get some money back from the club, he needs to invest to get us in the Premier League. Not that I really want us in there, because for one scene it would be nice for the money. But like if he wants if he wants to recoup some of that money, maybe this is a year he needs to invest to, to push us on. Like regards of the rejet. Well,
0: See, that's the thing with the region. Uh, I I don't know. I'm hearing that renewal are just about to submit new plans. Um, we've been sitting on our drawings for, what, 18 months, two years. Um, and have we actually submitted full planning permission yet? I don't think we have, um, which is concerned. But again, it's a lump of money. What well, you know, it's going to cost them probably best part of maybe one, two million pounds to submit those plans and, Pre planning and everything else, um, but what you don't want is to get back in the same position we were in before. Where renewals submitting plans and using the old chestnut of going, "Well, look what we've done," they still haven't done nothing. And, you know that's the position what you definitely don't want to need to be um, done. It so yeah, but, in, but couldn't in... it be? But couldn't it be a case of? Mill Ward do want to
4: show their hand first. Maybe there's a bit of brinkmanship going
0: on yeah, but there. I, I don't know. I, really I mean, see. my real job is I work within construction. And over the last a year, 18 months, things have been getting thrown up. The, the, the construction industries love the fact that people aren't near leisure centres. Leisure centres have been closed. So new leisure centres are going up double quick. The school work has been going up double quick. New builds are going up double quick. Um, you just go round Nine Elms and all around there, down Vauxhall. Things have been thrown up over the last year. The whole landscape has changed so much because no one's around, so it's easy. No commuting. You don't have to worry about traffic as much. You can just start piling stuff up. And that would probably be the time to start, you know, ploughing stuff up. But, again, without the planning permission, without everything else, um, it, you know – it is what it is, but yeah, um, I don't know. Look, we're coming towards the end, so we're, we're 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 tap onto onto the game tomorrow against Watford. We come to you first, Stuart. Um, predictions and um, four 0 Who do you think? Who do you think, you, <laughs> do you think he's going to play? If if now that's going to be the work one. That's going to be the hard one for you. What's going to be your team to play tomorrow?
6: Uh, same back three. It'd be what Cooper, uh, Pierce, and then who uh, else is left? I don't know if we've
4: got any more defenders left. <laughs> yeah, well, that Sal's going to be fucking lipping his lips at the thought <laughs> right. of again Alex Pierce marking him tomorrow. Right. He, yeah, he, yeah, but he won't sleep tonight. We're we'll fucking trembling with fear, will he? The poor little cunt. He'll be fucking yeah. But he'll be uh, yeah. We'll be coming down with a case of the Millwall flu in the
6: morning. No, I don't know. It's going to be tough. I mean, if Wallace is injured, then he's going to have to go Mahoney. And then Zohar up front, maybe, like he did on Wednesday.
4: Yeah, Bavardson will play somewhere. He's got to, hasn't he? Yeah, but he didn't... Yeah, but did he come off the bench on Wednesday night? No, I don't think he did, no. did he? So, uh, maybe he'll play at left back. <laughs> Fucking you know, hell. Yeah, but he can't do... Yeah, but he can Yeah. Yeah, but well, let's face it, yeah, but he won't do any damage up front, so we might as well fucking try and blame somewhere.
5: Yeah. Um, Kai. Uh gonna go with it, I'll go with the lineup first. I'll go with uh, obviously bite and goal. Um Evans Pierce Cooper and I, I reckon Malone and Jed will be fine, I reckon. I, I don't know, but I have got a feeling they'll be all right. I don't know. I think with Jed, Jed Jed's always battles on, doesn't he? He always seems to, to be okay. So I reckon Jed will be all right. And Malone had an injury a couple of weeks ago and he, and he played on. So I hope they'll both be all right. Maybe it's just um, hopeful thinking, but we'll go, we'll, we'll go with them in the lineup. I'll we'll go tomorrow and, and Malone. And then I'm sorry about this, Neil, but I'm going to go Woodson, Keefton Bell, plus Mitchell, and then uh, go with Jed and Bennett up top. But here's a question for Neil quickly. I'll go also go with a 1-0 defeat, but I'll go with a quick question for Neil. Uh, on, on Wednesday night, we were talking about the back five earlier. We are saying about how Raul was quite rigid and he's thinking with his back five. Do you actually think that we defended better as a four?
4: I think we played a little bit better as a four, didn't <clears> we, at the start of the know, second yeah. half? Yeah, uh, yeah, well, I know the damage was done by then. Yeah. But uh, but it, at least it looked as if we were going to do something. I know we got back into the game and I think if we'd have scored a second goal a little bit soon, if, if we could have got a second goal, it would have made it interesting or or or, or at least not let them uh, uh, score a fourth. Uh, but, yeah, no, I agree. I think that he's, he's too slow to effect change. He should have. There's three or four times, I think you agree, this season, Kai, where he should have changed things and he's been too slow. I think Middlesbrough I away yeah. was another one where we were getting absolutely arse-raped. We were, weren't we? And yeah. uh, he just didn't change. He just didn't change the formation until it was far, far too late. Great. He seems to. He seems to be very reluctant to admit he's wrong. Uh, but yeah, no, I actually agree with you. I think that when we, yeah, well, I'd like to see us play with a. F- yeah, with a four at the back. Because because well let's face it, well we're playing with four at the back even with Pierce in there, aren't we? Because he's yeah, but he's got no pace.
0: He's he's I can't see what he brings to the squad actually. No,
5: I agree.
0: So we're looking at a four 0 loss tomorrow. Um we we'll, I, I, I don't think it'll be a four 0 loss, but I definitely think we're gonna lose tomorrow. I don't think I Oxford think a good is team. is starts... Watford need the result, don't they? Because it's between... Uh, they're fighting up up the top end, don't they? So they need to stay up there. It'll be interesting to see because I think... I remember doing a show beginning of the season where we wrote off all the ex-prem sides and saying that they weren't going to do well this season because they come off a bad season last year. But they've all seemed to have performed um, this season. I'll probably have to dig out a clip for next week's show to to some of the comments what we made by... Various different platforms um, on the show where literally they were all writing off Norwich, Bournemouth, Watford, etc. Um But they, they performed. They're performing so far. So, yeah. Mate, I think what's key tomorrow is,
4: is that we get off to a good start and we don't concede an early goal. Yeah. yeah I think if we're fairly tight at the back we tend to stay fairly tight at the back. We can be very, very difficult to break down when we want to be. I I wouldn't expect to see us be too ambitious in attack because I think you'll think that we could get caught on the break. And I think we're going to lose, but I'm hoping it's only 1-0, 2-0 because
0: they need to win to get promoted, don't they, tomorrow? I think I'm right in saying yeah, I think yeah, they need to get they need to win tomorrow. I think it's 2-0 they need to win or whatever to get promotion. But but yeah, well it looks as if, you know, there's there's talk of the husky takeover by Dave saying that's what we need. I don't think that will happen just yet. Um but the Berylson thing will come on. Um not long left now to the end of the season. Um even even less time left for the end of this show. Look, I'd like to say thank you very much to Stuart for taking the time out of his afternoon. We'll have to get you back on it uh, going forward. Um, yeah, no some of the, a lot of the videos we do, Stu makes them. So if you like them, that's that's the, the face we've done it. If you don't like it, just remember his face. There we go. Um, thanks very much for Neil to joining us again. Thanks very much for Kyle. Uh, if you're watching on Kyle's channel, then thank you very much. Kyle. Kyle, yeah, yeah. Have you been calling him Kyle? No, it's you that's called him Kyle the whole, the whole evening. I know he's called Kai. It's Kai, yeah. <laughs> But, um, so, yeah, and, um, fucking hell, you threw me there. So, yeah, we're all done, dusted for another week. Uh, If you're listening back on this, Kyle, we are That Millwall Podcast uh, every Friday night at 8 o'clock. Just one thing, it looks as if the uh, European Super League debacle isn't over yet. looks like it's uh, going off at Arsenal. So uh, we're done for another week. Thank you very much. We will see you. That's the best one there. We will see you again next week. Uh, This will be up for a podcast shortly. So if you are listening on that, I loaded it up correctly. So thanks very much. See you next week.
6: Yep.
3: Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Uh, Okay, this is awkward, but this bike says he'd appreciate it if you removed his skull pattern saddlebags. He feels self-conscious about them around all the other bikes, and he says you're not fooling anyone. You mostly ride with your golfing buddies. (laughs) Listen, I'm just the messenger here. Oh, no, I don't want to say that.
2: I think you made yourself clear.
3: Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates.
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.